Don't you know that you so wrong, man? You're wrong and here's why. Chris and Greg don't see eye to eye. Like none of the time. Robert Covington sticks. I don't care what you think. How is LeBron James the king when he's ruining teams? Yo, wrong and here's why. Underdog Sports presents. Yo, wrong and here's why. Underdog Sports presents. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Hey everybody, welcome to this week's episode of You're Wrong and Here's Why. Chris Warwoodell joined by Greg Crone. Gregory, how are you? Buddy, I mean, I couldn't, I honestly, I don't know if I could be better. Like that's, mm. it's crazy how good I am, if we're being honest. No, did I lose you? I thought. <laughs> I was just, so, I wanted to hear elaboration. I wanted to hear, I'm good. I'm good. It's been a long day. Uh, I'm I'm thrilled no, that there's... you're doing well. There's plenty to elaborate on. I just, I, I know we don't always want to just dive right in and make this a Philly centric show, but how could you not, sir? I know. Sixers picked up their first win, now one and three on the season, have uh, turned the tides, and I imagine we're going to spend the next 30 or 40 minutes talking 76ers basketball. They Big are. Big over the Pacers, baby. The biggest clowns in the I'll city. Stop it. I disagree. In this, you cannot lose to the San Antonio. The San Antonio Spurs are putting out. A team that could barely compete in the in the Fell Men's League, like I'm, I'm fairly fairly sure they would dominate that league. But unbelievable! How bet you can't lose that game and want me to take you seriously at any point? Also, is there ever going to be a season where Joel Embiid doesn't have to get into shape when the season starts? Maybe yeah, work are, out. We're not the last. Well, okay, 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 fella, coming in hot. No, uh, the hot. I, I would. Uh, I would. I would argue that the last two seasons he actually came in in great shape, and this year unfortunately dealt with the plantar fascia during the off season. Which look, anybody who you listen to anybody who had it, and it based they basically say you can't do anything because of how bad your foot hurts. It sucks. Uh, he is not in shape right now, no question about that. Play seventy sixers play like I would say. Cons- 20% to 25% of their possessions, either offensively or defensively, are played without Joel Embiid. Yeah. Four on five. Uh, but look. Consistent. It's, it, it's Joel. It's, he's going to be fine. He And oh, yeah. like <clears throat> I also think it's kind of funny that we're talking about how terrible he's been when like already has a 40-point game. And for the season... The guy is averaging twenty six point eight and eleven point three, which are both slightly higher. Well, the eleven point three is just below the eleven point four he averaged rebounds last year. Twenty six point eight points above the twenty six he scored last year. So, look, if this is as bad as it gets, we're we're blessed to have the fella in Philadelphia. I guess, man, I'm I'm not as confident as you are, obviously, oh, when it comes God. to them. And how about how about the well? Okay, look, a lot to talk about. As I said, I have BavadaSportsBook.com open in front of me. We're going to talk about World Series odds. We're going to talk about Week Eight in the National Football League. Maybe even talk about the Philadelphia Phillies. Um, I spent some time earlier on Underdog talking about House of the Dragon. I'd be interested in getting your thoughts as well. Ooh. But and it wasn't a. I tell you what, not a great conversation. I'm gonna say it. Like I'm, I'm gonna call call myself out. I don't think I was, I wasn't ready to play earlier. I don't know what the reason was. I think it was a weird <laughs> time. 
that weird time that we call it because it was a show we started a little bit late and it's a we it was on a tuesday and it's not usually on a tuesday just i i was at 80 percent. oh well and, th- and that wasn't good enough no most certainly so, not so I'm, I'm looking forward to having a uh you know i've i've said it numerous times pre-show but uh i i hate to repeat myself i'm looking forward to having a coherent conversation about it so, and <laughs> and more so because of my own mental acuity than anything than anything Matt did. It was it was a perfectly fine show. But I wasn't I wasn't at my best. It happens. It happens. Yeah, it most certainly um, does. On the plus side, for whatever you want to say about Joel Embiid, James Harden versus Ben Simmons is a uh There's no debate, buddy. There's no Yeah. Debate. Remember everybody's like, oh, there's James Harden. He's cooked. He's washed. The- and, and and he, you know, he has a weird body, right? He, it's funny because he's got. I think he's kind of like Markel Fultz. Harden has a shorter torso and longer legs, and it kind of makes them look like they're not in the greatest of shape. Harden still looks a little big for a basketball player, but then you yeah. see a picture of the guy working out and he's, you know, absolutely jacked. He's averaging twenty six point eight, uh, eight point five, and nine point eight on the season while shooting 37% uh, from three on eight attempts a game. Yeah, he looks pretty good. He does. And right now, the the best bet uh, nightly in the NBA is Ben Simmons under in points. Like, oh uh, legitimately. God. Over and fouls. No, over and fouls, under in points. Last night, I think he was at eight and a half. He's been around eight and a half all season. He had seven points through three quarters. And I was never more confident that I was going to win <laughs> something like oh, that. So- Fourth quarter, Ben Simmons. Yeah, exactly. He did, so, did take a three last night. Congratulations. It was a end of the quarter hoist, end of the third quarter. Well, I mean, Ben being Ben is all you can really say. Nets fans were already getting pissed off on it, at him on Reddit for how he just never looks at the basket. I mean, he's fouled out of all of their games so far. Incorrect. Two of three. Okay. So my apologies. He's fouled out of two of their three games so far. And Ja just absolutely baited him into fouling out last night. Like, oh, yeah. I saw that. It's, it's crazy because I remember, like, it feels like just last year, the beginning of last year, the year before, like, Ben Simmons was probably just a slight step above Ja Morant. And now it's not even close. I, no, not even a little bit. He's like J- he, Jaws is super duper star and Ben Simmons. Uh, he's at this point, he wishes he was Draymond Green. No, it's, it's, there, there is no, there is no Draymond Green dreams anymore. He can't, he, there is no game. I don't know what it is. Like, he just, it, it's gone. Like, the magic is gone. There is nothing, there's nothing left to it. Like, he has been solved by the NBA. And unfortunately, like, there's nothing nothing you can do unless you actually evolve as a player like most superstars have to do. And it doesn't seem like there's a want to evolve. Yeah, I'm not as... What's, what's the bad one? Bullish? No, bearish. Bear market's bad, right? I don't know. I'm not <laughs> as negative towards Simmons as you are in terms of writing him off completely. But, man, I mean... Yeah, he missed the whole season last year, but his per 36 is 
uh, 7.3 points per game. His per 36 is 5.6 attempts per game. In reality, the guy is shooting the ball 4.3 times per game. They're all dunks. And, you know, look, he, he does the other stuff. He's six rebounds, uh, seven assists. Actually, more blocks than steals at this point, which is kind of crazy. 3.7 turnovers is is bananas for the amount of minutes that he's playing. Only 28 a game. The numbers aren't good. And he's shooting 42% from the, from the foul line. Man, his offense. It, it, it's crazy how psychologically damaged this guy is. Well, I don't even know. I mean, part of it's that, but part of it is it's never being willing to evolve. Like, but he's not. It's not just evolving. He's devolving offensively. Well, that, of course, because he's now going. He's continuously going up against the best players in the world, and he's running he, the he same was, stuff that he, he did at LSU. That. He was doing that in twenty seven. No, he wasn't. Unfortunately, if you go back and watch those, you watch the summer league highlights of Ben Simmons that first year. He's shooting jump shots. He's taking pull up jump shots off the dribble. He won't do that anymore. It's nuts. It doesn't make any sense. I don't know. I don't know. He just, like, he goes from, like, he's never in his career averaged under 10 10, uh, field goal attempts a game. He's at 4.3 this year. It's it's bad. (laughs) He is so scared to shoot the ball. And you just wonder, like, why? And it's not like, it's not like he was ever criticized for bad shooting. It was criticism for not shooting. He was like, praised for yeah. attempting. Uh, we'll always have that preseason three against the Japanese team or the Chinese league team. It was magical. One of my biggest tweets ever. I'm not surprised. It was one a big biggest, moment. One of my, it was, it was one of my, that and Nick Foles winning the SB, I think were my two biggest tweets ever. Mm. And I don't know why the Nick Foles thing took off like it did. I don't even know. Like, I didn't even get it up su- uh, super quick. But it, it, it was <laughs> crazy. Right time. It went, like, it went pretty viral. It was nice. But, yeah, Ben Simmons is a, a mental dumpster fire. It's not good, bud. It's not you good. You know it is not a mental dumpster fire, Greg Crone? Uh, that is this Philadelphia Phillies team. We've got World Series baseball. To be played on uh, on Friday night, eight oh three p.m. The Philadelphia Phillies, Houston Astros, Wheels versus Verlander, and uh, for the series line, Bavada has the Phillies plus money at plus one forty five. How do you feel about it? I'm confident. I'm confident. There's there's a thing with the baseball playoffs where it it isn't it, it a lot of it is momentum and i know the astros haven't lost yada 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 yeah it's pretty good um, momentum but there there're just there are certain things that happen in certain games and situations where it, like teams and players ride that high mm-hmm. for for an extended period of time and i also think that like in a big game situation where the astros at the end of the season it's just it just so happened to work out that it was the supposed to be the first series of the year and ended up being the last series of the year because of the lockout. The Phillies had to go to Houston and needed to win games. And the Astros yeah. had clinched, yada, yada, yada. But the Astros threw their big arms. They did in all three games. It was Verlander. It was um, 
uh, I think McCullers started the last game, uh, and I can't think of the, the, the other starter um, at the top of the rotation, but they threw all of them. Mm. And Nola went head-to-head with them in the game that, that sealed it, and I think he was perfect through six and two-thirds or something like that. Um, and the team was able to hit off of them. I, I just, like, I, I have a confidence in this team. Irrationally, I'm sure, a little bit because it is a hometown situation. Yeah. But I'll take plus money on this team any day of the week. Can I tell you, I'm not overly excited by an, what is an 803 uh, first pitch time. Oh, I'm thrilled. I love, dude. Being able to get the kids into bed and then being able to calmly watch a baseball game. I can't tell you, on on Sunday it being a day game, like for the first um, you know two hours of the game, the kids were were napping. We did like uh, uh go to the pumpkin patch thing Sunday morning and and all that fun stuff. Got home a that little late. That was for you. Uh, well, I mean, I did enjoy I did enjoy the corn maze. I'm not gonna lie, um, but I uh. We went to lunch after and lunch ran a little bit longer. And then after that, got home. They went down a little bit late, watched the game. It was we got like the first, you know, two hours of the game in. We were semi uninterrupted. Mm-hmm. And then the drama of the game, the final three innings or so, were just nothing but interrupted. Um, so uh, I'll I'll take a later start, even if it means I have to stay up a little bit later. I uh, just these these games have been running very long. Oh, yeah, that's playoff baseball. And it, it is entirely possible this game ends uh, what at sometime on Saturday morning. Oh, absolutely. I'm not, that's not even, almost not even a question. That that I, just, I don't know about this. I don't know about the four-hour baseball games, man. It's, it's, a, it's a lot. I mean, the playoffs, it just, it, it's even more extended. There's more advertising in between innings. There's more, you know... There's more strategy. There's more drama. There, everything, everything is much more drawn out than it would be in in the regular season. So yeah, it's 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 a it's a grind for sure. Not only for the players, but also for everybody who's tuning in. Well, let us see. Oh, and there's the problem for me. Back end of the Seventy Sixers back to back against the Raptors at seven thirty start time. That's weird. They're playing the Raptors twice at in home. Toronto. Yeah, I, dude. So I we, I saw that last night whenever they played the Pacers and they showed like the upcoming games. Yeah. And I was trying to figure out like what that is. Is it? I wonder if I wonder if this was all in place because of. You figure they had this. The schedule had to be done super early, and Toronto at that. Well, Canada at that point still had. Uh, COVID restrictions. Some degree of COVID restrictions, right? That that that's what I thought too. Was just talking man, to my that's wife an about advantage. It. Yeah, hundred percent. What an it's a crazy advantage. And actually, so there's a lot of this early on. They have the next two are against the Raptors. Then they play the Bulls. Then they play two against the Wizards. Then they play the Knicks, the Suns, and two against the Hawks. It's, when did we start doing this? Shortly thereafter, you get two against the Magic, and that those are both in Orlando back to back. I don't. Uh, you get two against Detroit in January. Very bizarre. Two me. against the Magic again in January, both home games. Uh, two against the Heat in February, uh, home and away. Two against the Bulls in March, home and away. 
and that, that's i don't remember there being this many uh you know home and homes or no. back-to-back games against the same team not at all it doesn't seem like that makes sense in any way no it's boring i don't want to watch pascal siakam twice in a row i agree i agree completely He's a, eh, gosh, I, yeah. I, I believe me. I, I'm gonna be honest. I will not be tuning in to that game. Uh, well, maybe I will. I, that's not true. I I tend to tune in to almost all games, so uh, I probably will, but I won't be thrilled about it. It'll be on can second you, TV. Can I tell you? I'm gonna have the the 76ers game on the projector and and, and and the Phillies game on an iPad in front of me. It's no, no. Look, the Sixers game will end. Can, Way early. The, the uh, Sixers game will be over with. There'll probably be two hours left in the Phillies game. So uh, I can't. That I can't. Chris, you can't do that. But I'm gonna do that. There's no question. I'll send you a picture. It's just this is the World Series. Yeah, and it'll be on. I don't. I don't think this is a good idea. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, I hear you. I hear your thoughts, and I've taken them in. And don't you have been heard, Greg? Listen. What I'm gonna do. All I know is is that watching watching the games has been as nerve wracking as possible for yeah. for a majority of them, but you forget how awesome playoff baseball is when your team's mm-hmm. actually winning. It's it's the best. It's the best. I had no voice Sunday night from screaming multiple times throughout the well weekend really, but throughout the game on on Sunday like I, I had nothing left it was exhaustion thank god like I, as much as i hate the 5 day break from sunday to friday in between games i'm also ecstatic for it cuz it gives me a chance to recover and recoup uh, a little bit of health so well how are you feeling about the the game one uh phillies are plus 134 at bavada i mean it's verlander right it's it's wheels I, I yeah I'm I'm cool on that but it, Verlander will always and forever scare me. The thirty what eight years old, <laughs> I'm dying and still I'm still sick from last week. I don't it's know crazy. And uh, but Verlander's still somehow like getting better, which is crazy. Yeah. Or at least finding a way. Like even if velocity is down, it's that craftiness of being that veteran starter that that stands out. Um, and I mean he's. he's gonna probably win the Cy Young like that's insanity Um, so it's terrifying obviously so but I I, the the way the bats have come up clutch in almost every situation I and the way Wheeler's pitched I I, it's a live dog it's a live dog regardless of who you're actually cheering for you putting it on your card better that I don't know I don't know if I could do that because I feel like every time I do that, it ends up being a jinxing situation, and I'm very superstitious. I'm sure Matt talked about uh, venturing to multiple games in the LCS, and I had opportunities to go as well, uh, part of, partially being sick, but then also like every game they'd won in the postseason leading up to this, I watched with my wife. Messing up, messing up that mojo to me is like that would that, to me that throws things off. I don't, I, I, I couldn't, I, I, like being sick and then also that I'm like I can't, and I didn't bet on them in the game in game three last week on the show against the Padres. I don't know if I could do it again this week. Uh, Matt didn't mention that aspect of it. He did mention that he now has uh, 
his he has he's locked into certain beverages during the, oh, during the game. He's got he's he sent a whole list of different innings for when he has to drink certain things. The man the man's a lunatic. Or an alcoholic. Well, yeah, probably. <laughs> I mean, it's it, you know, but in, in reality, it is the crazy things that you do. When the Eagles went on the Super Bowl run, I went to both the divisional playoff game against the Falcons and the NFC Championship game against the Vikings, and it was the same thing. We walked in. We got uh, a specific, I think it was like Goose Island IPA. We didn't open it, or they opened it for you, but didn't drink it until we got into the seats, clinked, sat down, started drinking the beer, and then it was on. And then for the Super Bowl, I brought them to the house that we watched the Super Bowl at so we could do the exact same thing. So I get it. I get being completely insane. All right. Well, let's uh, let's be insane with our Week 8 NFL picks, Greg. Okay. Because I got to tell you, I'm not this, – this week's – like, I just don't get football in general is what the conclusion that I've come to uh, seven weeks in. I don't understand who's good. I really don't get it. I, I think everybody's bad. Again, there are lines this week that make no sense to me whatsoever. Uh, but we'll get to all that. The first game up, Thursday night, Baltimore Ravens at Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Bavada has the Bucks plus one and a half. I, I mean, I have to take the Ravens. I've I've lost so many picks on the Bucks over the course of this season. They're yeah. just not a good football team. Like they're just they're just not. Tom Brady, and I don't even blame it all on him, but he definitely plays a role. The offensive line being decimated by preseason injuries hasn't helped. The receiving core just like never being healthy and dropping passes has been has yeah. been bad. Like you can't you can't lose to the one in five Panthers who traded Christian McCaffrey two days ago and are starting PJ Walker. And, and PJ Walker was the better quarterback in the game. Oh, by far. I'm taking nothing away from PJ Walker and his performance. I mean, he was unbelievable. I, like okay, let's let's not go to unbelievable I, for the situation. For situationally, relative to PJ Walker, he was unbelievable. Exactly that that's perfect. That's a great way to put it. And I mean, I know the Ravens. Did they they no they won. Yeah, they won over the weekend against Cleveland, right? Raven, yeah, the Ravens beat Cleveland. Yeah. Uh, I I really caught almost none of this this game, but I. Uh, yeah, I don't have a good feel. Apparently, Nick Chubb, 16 for 191. Brissett, 258. Amari Cooper. The Browns had the leading passer, rusher, and receiver in loss. They just couldn't score. The defense The defense picks you up in a game where, like, Ben don't break. That's exactly what the Ravens ended up doing. I know Lamar didn't have the best game, but, like, I just don't trust. I just can't trust the Buccaneers in a situation like this. I have to go with the Ravens. Tell you what. The Browns have made Kareem Hunt available. Mm. I would be very interested in acquiring Mr. Hunt's services. Things, things you'd hate to see. Uh, although, <laughs> speaking of things you hate to see, you know, the, the last three times the Phillies won the World Series, the next year the world went into an economic crisis. Uh, yes, I'm fully prepared for that. And we're very on the cusp of that already. So uh, I don't know how I feel about that. But, you know, I I would... Apparently the Eagles were in on, on McCaffrey, but they only offered a third and a fourth. Nothing close to the crazy amount of picks that were given up by the 49ers. 49ers do not care about draft picks. Uh, they're, they're running the Rams play. You just uh, trade everything away for right now. 
So the Rams uh, but, actually had a much better roster. But just today, uh, James Robinson gets traded from the Jaguars to the Jets, who lose Brees Hall for the season. And that was only a, a, a six that becomes a five, can become a five. So I would think you're probably talking about a four for Kareem Hunt. Man, I'll I would do that in a heartbeat. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I know, I know Booby's having a nice season, but people have really forgotten that Kareem Hunt is one of the five or six best running backs in football. He's very good. Because he happens just... to be behind maybe the best running back in football. Yeah, he's he's actually fantastic. So that'd be I'd be okay with it. I would be more than okay. And and hey, the year that the Eagles won the Super Bowl, they made a trade for a running back at the deadline, picking up JHI. Accurate. That is very accurate. Historical trends cannot be taken lightly, Greg. Never. Absolutely never. So you are you are firmly on the Bucks of the Ravens here. hundred percent. All right. The Denver Broncos take on the Jacksonville Jaguars at Wembley Stadium in London, UK. Uh, Bavada's got the Jaguars minus three. I mean, that's got to only be because they don't know who's starting for the Broncos. Like, is well, Russ it's again? They they said that. I thought Russ was multiple weeks. No, no, no. I I, I thought I had seen that Russ was like cleared to come back. Who knows? I. I don't know what to think about the Jaguars. They're going all in on Travis Etienne, who's been fine. Like Lawrence, the pick. yeah. I, I mean, I don't. But the Broncos are also so bad. Like their defense is great, but their 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 offense is just unbelievably bad. Like I don't I don't understand it. I can't I can't figure it out. I don't know if it's coaching. I don't know if it's the play calling. I don't know if it's the players on the field. It's just not good, but I, I can't take the Jaguars' favorite against anybody, so I have to take the Broncos. Where are you seeing Russell Wilson was clear? Nah, maybe I, it was just a fantasy thing. And All saw I'm it. seeing is two days ago, he's dealing with a partially torn hamstring, and and articles are saying that the, the Broncos should shut him down for this season. Yeah, I mean, that's not good. Uh, I guess Although, maybe I misread the, something. The Denver Post has a question about starter sit Russell Wilson on Sunday. So eh, maybe that's what it was. Maybe it was like Russ was pushing to play something like that. Okay, uh, no, no, you're right. Denver Broncos a day ago said he was day to day. Now th- that doesn't mean cleared or anything along those lines, but he was day to day and trending in the direction of playing. So who the hell knows? Yeah, I am still I'm still taking the the Broncos regardless, even though I just don't trust the Jaguars enough. To do anything right. ever. Uh, well, Bovada doesn't trust either team to score. I believe this is the lowest uh, over/under for the of the week at just thirty nine. So, uh, good luck to all the the fans across the pond. We've really not given you our best and brightest this season. No, that's bad. That's down bad. And it's unfortunate. The Arizona Cardinals travel to Minnesota to take on the Minnesota Vikings. And Bavada has the Vikings minus four. I mean, the Cardinals uh, coming off of that uh, Thursday night win, uh, like Kyler was screaming at uh, Cliff Kingsbury, like it was it was a relatively like good, decent performance after all of that. I I still I still don't know. Like I don't know. Turns out what, having New Hopkins in the lineup is a good thing. It definitely makes a difference. It definitely makes a difference. Um, 
it turns out you just never have to draft. You can just find running backs. Like, you know, Benjamin was great. I forget the other gentleman's name uh, who was his backup. Like, he was oh, – yeah. he, he scored touchdowns. Ingram? Yeah, Ingram. He scored like – Ingram, touchdowns. I think. Like yeah. That. I mean, like, it's just – it's crazy. It's crazy to me. Like, you could just find a running back for anywhere. Like, it, it does not matter. Plug and play for, for almost every team. <laughs> Potential Keontae Ingram, apologies. A, um, potentially an argument against trading for Kareem Hunt. Uh, but sure, don't pay him. Do do exactly what you did with Ajayi. Throw out like a one year contract, and if you don't want it, test the free agency market. We're good. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and then the Vikings they had to buy, and like they're five and one. They're comfortably ahead of the Packers, who are the second best team in the division. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe the Bears are. Maybe the Bears figured it out. Um, but like, I, 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 I kind of like the Vikings in this because they've just kind of been rolling along, not necessarily under the radar, but like when they need to win, they just take, they take care of business. And this seems like a chance that they can certainly do that. But this one could be a shootout. Uh, yeah, it's one of the big, the higher over-unders of the week at 49. Yeah. I, I think that is a chance to hit pretty easily. The uh, Carolina Panthers travel to Atlanta to take on the Atlanta Falcons. Bavada has the Falcons minus four and a half. I mean, this is another game where I think offense could really flourish, which is weird to say because the Falcons offense seems uh, a little bit, a little bit lackluster to say the least. Um, but it is certainly an opportunity where, they could get it rolling against the Panthers defense that has, you know, the, the uh, couple really good players, but overall hasn't been that great this mm-hmm. season. I mean, and essentially like if the Panthers win and the Bucks lose on Thursday night, the Panthers are somehow tied for first place in like a three way or in a two way tie with the Falcons. Yeah. Like that, that's crazy. They fired their head coach like a week and a half ago. Hmm. Um, and they're on quarterback three. Yeah. So like that, that doesn't make any sense to me. Um, but I think it's a close division game. I think the Panthers keep it close, honestly. Um, and the Falcons go from covering like six straight weeks in a row to dropping two straight. The Chicago Bears head to Dallas, take only Dallas Cowboys. Bavada has the Cowboys minus nine and a half. Talk about exposing the fact that New England just has zero quarterbacks last mm. night in that Monday that night football happen. game. Um like the bear, the Bears actually looked like a competent football team. They used their weapons the way they needed to. They obviously don't have the star wide receivers. Like, there's no name. I mean, Darnell Mooney, I guess maybe. Equiminius Saint Brown. I mean, listen, the fact that his over under was thirteen and a half was laughable. He hit that on like his first catch yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but he like Justin Fields was utilizing like his ability to move around and and keeping drives alive that's what the bears need offensively and then it, it makes the defense have to think about more things and it opens up all this other stuff Khalil herbert was great dave montgomery scored a touchdown like i mean they they actually felt like they put something together now yeah you got to play a much different defense than the dallas cowboys who you know they get Dak back they didn't look overly dominant against the lions for a part some of that game and then kind of put them away no, until the fourth quarter it was yeah. 14 nothing in the fourth quarter a quarter up until that point it was six to ten yeah like it wasn't it wasn't like they came out and maybe Dak shaking some rust off um but i i just think that like as they keep rolling we unfortunately as eagles fans being six and oh 
you're in a division where teams just keep winning games that you can't yeah. figure out. Uh, and I think this is the Cowboys winning another one. And, and I think that they have, they have a pretty good chance to shut down that bears offense with, uh, with their, uh, with their defense. So I like yeah, the Cowboys here. Very much an ease back into it game for Dak and a pretty easy 19 to 25, 207, a touchdown, no picks. Um, the one thing we, I do want to talk about <laughs> at this point, and I know maybe a slight overreaction, is Zeke the Cowboys' second best running back? I think he has been. I think he has been their second best, like comfortably their second best running back. I he. I mean, he's on pace for more yards than Pollard this year, but the yards per carry isn't even close. It, it's just, I wonder when they turn things over to Pollard. He just gets all he just gets all the touches because of his contract. Like that's what it is. It's it, it it's the opposite of Green Bay, where they just don't give the ball to any running backs like ever uh, from a running standpoint. Um, yeah. Despite paying uh, what's his name. Aaron Jones. Um, yeah, despite paying Aaron Jones a ton of money, the Cowboys like want to continue to give the ball to Zeke because of that contract. And in reality, it's very evident that Tony Pollard is the fresher back in every situation. Can you remember a time where we were at this point in the NFL season and like this number of big name wide receivers were available? Like Elijah Moore is available, Jerry Judy's available. Um, forgetting a very, very big name who's you available. Name two guys oh, that like don't really matter. Though. Chase Claypool's available. Um, mm. like, yeah, they're, Jerry they're Judy, like, there's no way Jerry Judy's not good. I just don't believe it. I, for all the, I mean, he has been in in quarterback hell essentially his entire career. So it would be interesting to see if you got him to a team that actually had like a consistent quarterback. Um, I would be interested, and I could I could change my tune. If, on, if on that. Green Bay were to trade for both Elijah Moore and, and Jerry Judy, and I set the over under on the average number of receptions between the pair of them next year at seventy five, what I'd would you take? That. I'd take the over. I would too. I think I, they probably both they probably average about you know in the eighties. They're guys with first and second round talent. They're not. They're not Romeo Dubes uh, and Charles Watson or whatever. Ah, oh, don't even get me started Christian on Christian Watson, you dummy. Whatever. D- don't even get me started on Dubes. I, I lost a fantasy game by .03 uh, because Romeo Dubes had zero catches. Zero. Not, not, oh, he had like one catch for 12 yards and just disappointed. No, 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 no. Zero catches. And I thought... It, it, part of it is because I tinker and I do stupid stuff right before the game start. And I said, you know what? Waddle's been kind of hurt. The Steelers defense looked a little bit better last week. I, I'd i rather trust Dubes against a terrible, a terrible Washington secondary. You know, it, this is the get right game. It's the get right game that I've been waiting for the Packers and the Bucks to have for forever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he went, he went catchless. And I was like, of course he did. Of had four he targets, did. though. Had did, did have four targets. Amazing how few offensive plays the Packers ran. They literally ran forty-seven offensive plays. That's thirty-five. It's a dumpster fire. Thirty-five passes and twelve uh, runs. It is an absolute dumpster fire. It's crazy how bad they are. It it really is. And their defense not bad, especially the linebackers. You have to love Quay Walker and Devontae Campbell. That's a good pair. 
Sure, I don't know. The commanders the commanders bother me. I don't I don't I don't think they're very good regardless. No. Heineke was twenty of thirty-three for with two touchdowns and a pick, two oh one. Uh Brian Robinson under four a carry on twenty carries. Yeah, like I'm not concerned. You should be. <laughs> About the commanders? No. Not not for them ever competing for anything. That would be oh, ridiculous. Okay, all right. Uh, well, if Dan Snyder sells the team at some point. The Las Vegas Raiders head to New Orleans to take the Nolan Saints. And uh, I feel like it has minor stroke there. Bavada has the Saints minus two. I mean, the Raiders finally put a, t- a game together and, and won, like, consistently. And I yeah. know it's against the Texans, but, like, you talked about the Raiders being one and four and potentially having the, they should have been at worst, like three and two, four and one with how their games have played out. And, you know, they finally put it together. Josh Jacobs has been on fire the last three weeks or so, or last three games that he's played in. Um, yeah. And the saints are like, we saw it. That's what you're going to get from Andy Dalton. Now, obviously not every interception is going to get returned for a touchdown. Like it was Thursday night, but I just, I can't, crazy. yeah, I mean, to, to have back-to-back drives essentially end with that is, it, it turned the entire game upside down. It was, it was nuts. Um, I just, I, I, I the, the Saints are just really bad and I love it because I know the Eagles have their first round pick, but I think this is a game again where the Raiders can easily cover, like easily beat them and easily cover. Uh, I was reading a tweet from uh, some guy who does NFL statistics and he was running simulations and in his model, one of every hundred times the Eagles win the Super Bowl and have the number one pick in the draft. That'd be, I mean, that'd be the ideal. That know? would be ideal is what the way to put it. Yes. I would, I'd be cool with that. Uh, yes. I'd be willing to trade down from number one to number two for a bunch of other draft picks. And uh, also have the Super Bowl and then draft Will Anderson. And I'll take it. I'll take that all day. All the things I'm saying. Uh, all right. The uh, Miami Dolphins travel to Detroit to take on the Detroit Lions. Bavada has the Lions plus three and a half at home. I mean, two is just like back. It's it's nuts. Um, yeah. Not doing anything specifically different, which is which is weird, too. Um and the Lions are just the Lions. Like, they don't win games. Amon Ross St. Brown got hurt again. I know everybody said concussion, and then the Lions said, nah, not a concussion. So, like, but who knows when he'll return. Swift's mm-hmm. been in and out. I just, I don't see where the Lions can get this win, even if it, has, if, if it is at home. I think this is the Dolphins, and I think they can easily win this by a touchdown. The New England Patriots travel to New York to take on the New York football Jets, and Bavada has the Jets plus one and a half. I mean, this is, you want to talk about the tides turning in a division. The Patriots are the team that have no idea what to do at quarterback. The Jets have a quarterback who game manages, but game manages in a way where they can get wins. Really tough injury with Brees Hall. Like that. They got James Robinson. True, but I mean, I'm just talking about like future like the future of the Jets. He, by the way, by the way, game managing Zach Wilson, 16 of 26 for 121 yards. Yeah, that is, I don't know if that's game managing or not. <laughs> that's, it's not good. Uh, you win the game, but it's not great. Uh, 121 yards. 
to win. Yeah, I mean, number two pick in the draft. But defensively, you loved him, buddy. I told you he was. Bad. I did love him, and I still, I'm, I'm still there. But yeah, not good thus far. <laughs> not even a little bit. Um, I. But the Jets' defense is is stellar, and Sauce Gardner is awesome. Yeah, like he's he's so good, and the Patriots have like no idea what to do at quarterback. Like you bench Mac like three drives into the game, Zappy comes in, he looks unbeatable, and then he looks terrible as the game yeah. goes on. Curses like, Stacy's mom. Well, he did. He did have that. He'll always have that moment. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I just. Like it's, I, I'm terrified to take the Jets against Belichick, even if they're at home. But yeah, I think, I think this is, I think this is the one. I think it is the Jets at home. The Pittsburgh Steelers <laughs> travel to Philadelphia, Pennsylvania to take on the Philadelphia Eagles. Bavada has the Eagles minus ten and a half at home. What Steelers what are we going to get? Are we going to get the Steelers that played the Buffalo Bills that were terrible? Are we going to get the Steelers that didn't score a point in the second half against Miami? Are we going to get the team that somehow contained the Bucks? Who, well, the Bucks may might stink. stink. So, yeah. yeah. So, so who knows? But you know, you, you get the Eagles, the rest, the relaxation. They're they're you know this, this Philly as a sports town is coming together. You're seeing it in social media, guys at games. Like everyone is sort of feeding off of this Phillies run. Um, so I, I do think that there's a chance that this game is a very quick blowout and the Steelers just have nothing like Kenny Pickett throws the ball around a little too much, a lot too much. <laughs> that Eagles secondary is, uh, very dangerous in terms of forcing turnovers. And I just, I, I think this is a game where the Eagles can win this by two touchdowns and we won't even be questioning it, uh, in the third quarter. Yeah, it feels like they throw a lot of pressure at Pickett and trying to get him to turn the ball over early and just, uh, you know, roll from there on. But I'm waiting for that letdown game, Greg. And uh, I don't know if this is the one. I think there there is definitely one on the schedule, but I don't know if this is – I don't know if this is it, unfortunately. Uh, I think fortunately, fortunately you mean, yeah. <laughs> the uh, Tennessee Titans traveled to Houston, take on the Houston Texans. Bavada's got the Texans plus two at home. I mean, the Titans are just back to being the Titans. They just run the ball like crazy. Tannehill doesn't have to do much. <laughs> God. Um, You're dying. It's bad. Uh, but Tannehill doesn't have to do much, and they just give the ball to Derrick Henry, and then he just takes over the game, and that's the end of it. Like, they just dominated the Colts. They forced Sam – or I'm Sam, 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 Sam Bradford. Sam Ellinger. Uh, that's where I was going. They forced Matt Ryan into essentially – being done Retired for the him. year. Yeah. yeah, he's he's just kind of gone. Um, and now you're gonna get Sam Ellinger for the Colts. I, I just like and the Texans are exactly who they always are. Bad. They're just always bad. And they're just how are they never good? Like you have to have at least like one season where you're just accidentally good. And I know they made the playoffs uh, a few times with with Deshaun Watson and Bill O'Brien, etc. But yeah. like to me you just can't be this bad all the time. You just, it, it, it well, seems. I'll, I'll tell you what happened is uh, Andrew Luck retired and this, this Colts team has just never figured it out. Well, maybe draft a quarterback. Like just maybe. Try I mean, it, it, hurt, it does hurt when the number one overall pick and the cornerstone of your franchise retires out of nowhere. And by the way, Luck only is still only 33 years old. 
It's four years ago, though, at this point. Like I know, but it, and they've tried a lot. They, you they, can't they just keep bringing in old hey, guys. They brought in Carson Wentz, who was the number two pick in the draft a while back. And they wish and they Matt still had Ryan, him. Who won the MVP in 2016? They wish they still had him, buddy. They certainly do. You were the one that t- were you? Oh no, maybe it was different. One of my friends overreacting about Carson Wentz's injury. Ah, uh, no, it was not me. Yeah. All right. Anyway, they're in a terrible position. Uh, but on the other side of that, the uh, the Titans may be starting Malik Willis this week. Uh, yeah, because Tannehill went down. He's in a boot. Uh, I mean, it'd be interesting to see what he brings to that offense. I mean, we saw a little bit of the little little bit of it in the preseason, but uh, I, I I certainly would be one that would uh, would tune in tune in for it. I mean, I mean, he was he was good at Liberty, you know. Let's see let's see what he can do. In the NFL, if there's ever a perfect time to do it, it's against the Texans because they stink. For sure. This, for the second week in a row, this team is involved in the line that confuses me more than any other I've looked at. The New York football Giants travel to Seattle to take on the Seattle Seahawks. The Giants are 6-1, and one, and they're three-point underdogs against Seattle. I mean, the Giants were the easiest money in the world last week at, at that at that plus number. Uh, plus against, three, yeah, and uh, against the Giants or against the Jaguars, Jaguars yeah, I, I double dipped on them, buddy. Money line and uh, and the spread on betters delight is it, it's easy. The issue is is the Seahawks are technically in first place of the AFC West. Now, I think they'll certainly struggle missing DK Metcalf for uh, several weeks. Um, but if they can run the ball with Kenneth Walker and Gino just continues to be Gino, like, uh, you know, give the decent, like, moderate now, quarterback. Gino play. is the game manager that you were suggesting that yeah. Zach Wilson was. That's exactly, like, that's all he has to do. Don't turn the ball over. Don't put yourself in bad situations against the Giants' front seven. By and the way, I turned the ball over twice last week. I Listen, they still won. They <laughs> um, uh, but like that, that is the thing. Like as long as you don't do some of those things, you have you have the potential to beat this Giants team. And I actually think in Seattle, this is this is a real opportunity where we could see the Giants fall. Uh, I know Dayball, Daniel Jones, Saquon, everybody's getting all the praises, but this is Pete Carroll for all the trash that he gets is still actually a very good coach. And I think this sure. is where the Seahawks can uh, can take them down. The San Francisco 49ers travel to Los Angeles, take on the Los Angeles Rams, and Bavada has the Rams plus one and a half at home. Turns out McCaffrey doesn't play defense. I know. What? Weird. Or uh, on third down. Yeah. It, it, they, they looked not discombobulated because offensively they were fine in the first half, but then the Chiefs just crushed them. Like it was, yeah. it's Patrick Mahomes, right? It's Patrick Mahomes. That's. That's what he does. That's what he's always going to do until he eventually, <laughs> eventually, gee, I can't stop. Um, You're going to die. Until he eventually ends up playing his like last three seasons with, I don't know, the Lions or something. And we have to, we do, we do with what we're doing with Brady right now. Um, he wins an yeah. MVP. Well, sure. Exactly. <laughs> um, but it's uh, like that. I, I need to see that offense gel a little bit more with McCaffrey, figure out exactly how to use him and put him into the offense. I, obviously, I think it'll work well, but it's just a matter of when. Uh, and I don't know if it's ready yet. But also, last time we saw the Rams, they stink. So, um, 
like I, I think they had the one they had a bounce back game maybe their last game and they kind of they kind of beat a bad team but overall they've they've been nothing but shaky uh which is which is tough and and untrustworthy maybe the week off helps Stafford a little bit because he's obviously been banged up but I don't know if that that matters Cam Akers like wants to be traded it's 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 not good uh but defensively I think they'll stay in the game but uh, there's also the Shanahan just owns McVay like head to head he just crushes him so I kind of like San Fran here all right the uh, Washington Commanders head to Indianapolis to take on Sam Ellinger Taylor Heineke versus Sam Ellinger uh football and it's potentially a national game Bavada has the Colts minus three. I mean, talk about, I mean, when they drew up this schedule, they were definitely like, ooh, Wentz going back to Indianapolis, going back up against Frank Reich. Here we are. Uh, Matt Ryan is replacement. Instead, we got Sam Ellinger versus Taylor Heineke. Love it. I don't don't know what to think uh, in this situation. Um, Think about watching another game. Uh, yeah, probably. I think you kind. Of, I think you must have to in this situation. Uh, it's it's certainly not good. Like most certainly not good, and not going to be entertaining football. Uh, I guess for fantasy purposes, if you want to watch Jonathan Taylor uh, or or Michael Pittman or any of the uh, Washington receivers, sure, I guess. But I'd stay away from it. I think the I think the Commanders keep it close because I don't. It's it's hard to it's hard to judge what we don't know with Ellinger. So. Yeah. Uh, and talk about another one where on paper it looks like this would be a great game. The Green Bay Packers, Buffalo Bills. These two teams are going to be both contending for their respective divisions, their respective conferences. Only the Packers are just, as Matt would say, stinky poo-poo. Bills minus 11 at Bavada in the biggest line of the week. Uh yeah the Packers are gonna get crushed like they're not good uh the Bills are very good also coming off of the bye like it's it's not it's it's gonna be ugly like I don't know I don't know what the Packers are gonna do offensively against this Bills defense other than Aaron Rodgers is just gonna get hit a lot right Um, so I, I I don't have a ton of confidence in Green Bay, and I think the Bills are just a machine. I think the Bills win this easily, and I and my record on the challenge moves to nine and one or ten and one. Look at you! Look at you! I mean, I, listen, Steelers were easy money Sunday night. I, I know they looked like shit in the second, in the uh, fourth quarter, and most of the second half, but uh, easy money to cover that seven. Finally, Monday Night Football: the Cincinnati Bengals travel to Cleveland, Ohio, to take on the Cleveland Browns. Halloween game, Bavada has the Browns plus three and a half at home. I mean, the way you stop the Bengals is stop Jamar Chase. If you stop Jamar Chase, you can win ball games. Nobody's figured like the last couple of weeks, we, we we stopped figuring out that if you stop him, um, you know, that like that's how you win. And then the Brown, but the Browns are terrible. Like I don't know what to say. I I know part of it is Jacoby Brissett, part of it is is like they don't really know what they they should be doing offensively. They should be running the ball. And they're just kind of not. Uh, yeah. I mean, they, they did over the weekend. They just didn't get in the end zone. But that that hasn't been the case for a, a lot of their games recently. So I don't I don't know, man. A- AFC North at home, the Browns. I kind of like the Bengals to assert a little bit of uh, of dominance and kind of 
corner, you know, stay in, stay in step with the, uh, with the Ravens at the top of the division. I'm sorry. I'm so confused. I'm look. I agree with everything you're saying. I'm looking at an Amazon order and tracking stuff. And it's like, oh, it was in Ohio at five o'clock today. And it is scheduled to get to me between November 4th and November 8th. Feels wrong, but what are you going to (laughs) do? Apparently coming from Hong Kong. Uh, Gregory, before we get out of here, I've been looking forward to this. Give me your thoughts on season one of House of the Dragon. And let's just say for anybody listening, uh, the remainder of the show will be House of the Dragon talk. It will be very spoiler heavy. If you haven't uh, caught up on everything, thank you so much for listening. We will see you next week. You're not going to miss anything. Uh, So fair warning, spoilers ahead. House of the Dragon. 100%. All spoilers. Nothing but spoilers. Um, We're even going to tell you what happens next year. No, dude, so here's the deal with that. My wife watches TikTok. All she does is watch TikTok, like, in her free time. And she gets... Is your, is like, your wife Matt? She might be. Um, she gets, she like, is in the Game of Thrones, like, loop, where, like, whatever the algorithm is, she just keeps getting Game of Thrones stuff. And, like, people bring up shit that's, like, in the book and hasn't happened uh, yet. And like, gross. I hear it and it's like, no, what do we do? Stop. Like, I don't want to listen to this. If you're going to watch this, put your headphones in. Cause I don't want to hear about whatever's going to happen in, in, you know, whether it's down the line or the end of this season, like, I don't want to know these things. So, yeah. um, but overall I thought it was excellent. I loved being back in the world. I loved seeing the places that we knew and were familiar with, but in a historical setting, like I thought that was really cool. Yeah. Um, I think that it's I think that it's it's one of those one of those things that it was able to kind of bring me back and kind of forget. Now I was less critical than most on a majority of the last season. Now as it got towards the end, the last like two episodes, I was like, Oh, this show, this they completely dropped the ball. But um throughout a majority You're of t- that of course talking about King of Queens. Yes, of course. Uh throughout a majority of that season i kind of defended the show and some decisions and whatnot and then proceeded to hate it so i was i was very apprehensive by the way i'm going to be very interested to see how it actually ends in the book because i feel like i feel like uh our guy now knows what not to do oh one thousand percent uh you have you have to do something different um but i you know just very apprehensive to heading into this show and I thought it knocked it out of the park. I think every episode was fantastic. I don't really think even some of the episodes, uh, you know, there's a, there's at least one or two in there that were set up episodes, a little bit of filler in there. The I even season thought, was a setup, but it was yeah. captivating. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I thought that even those, even those things were, were done perfect. Like I, you, you knocked it out of the park and you, you brought everybody back, everybody who left, was brought right back into the world. And, and I think, I think you have something. I thought the most impressive thing was like how, how quickly I loved those characters that we got in the early episodes and how concerned I was to move on from them. And now it's like, yeah, I miss them, but these characters are great. Yeah. Oh yeah. I think like, I know people complained about like the time jumping and things like that, but 
Uh, and like obviously the character and acting sw- actor actress switching like yeah. is tough and it's tough to get like used to that. But now like it, it's it's almost like forgotten three episodes in or four episodes into the this set of characters run. Like it, it, I I thought everything everything throughout the entire episode was fantastic. Or their entire I, 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 I said this to Matt and I looked after the ninth episode because I was like, man. I, I've been an, an Olivia Cook fan forever. She, she's in a movie called Thoroughbreds. It's a great movie. It was it was a surprise plane movie for me that I watched and I loved it. I think she's one she's a spectacular actress. Um, and I was like, man, she looks very similar in age to the the guy who plays her youngest, uh, her oldest child. Yes, and they are fourteen months difference in age in real life. That's hilarious. <laughs> Literally fourteen months. Um, what did you make of the last episode? Because we found ourselves in a weird position where Rhaenyra was the only one being reasonable and thinking, thinking about taking a deal that she was given, where you know she would give up her her right to the crown and in favor of peace in the realm. And then, well, what happened happened. There was the dragon fight, which was cool. Uh, we're going to get a much bigger dragon fight next year. As I imagine the, the dragon that Matt Smith was trying, attempting to woo was that, uh, was that, that super famous giant old dragon. Yep. So Amond and uh, I don't know. I forget what the kid's name was. Luke. Was it Luke? That yeah. doesn't fit. It feels so weird. Well, it's like, it's like it's, Rhaenyra it, and Amond and Luke. It, it, it's, it's short for something, and I don't know what it is at the moment, but I would definitely, I'm pretty confident it was Luke. He goes to the Baratheons. He does what uh, he's supposed to do, doesn't fight, and, uh, and then he pops out all, all scurred as he should be. Notices that Aemon and the giant dragon are gone. There, uh, it it did seem like Aemon's intent wasn't to kill him, just kind of to scare him. But then there were riding dragons, and dragons don't necessarily do what you want them to do. Yeah, no, it, it was very obvious that like I, I thought that the idea of both of their dragons not listening to them, you know, yeah. Uh, was very what's the best way to put it it was very like evident to show like their age and their inexperience with this kind of stuff so yeah. by and having a dragon like the dragon lets you ride it but right, let's no. not get ourselves like it's in charge no of course of course but it was more the like they, they kind of displaying the fact that they uh that like no matter their age and you think you have this dragon train, the dragons have the mind of their own. They're going to do whatever they want. And you know, it led to what's going to be the Kickstarter for an unbelievable war here. Uh, I thought Rainier was great. I thought the decision-making was smart. Like take some time, think about it. Don't act rash. Don't just jump into a war just for the sake of a war. Um, And if you don't really want, like, like, let's be fair. She never wanted to be queen anyway. Like, in reality, like obviously she was eventually named successor, yada, yada, yada. I don't think she ever really wanted that job and then hmm. sort of eventually grew into wanting that. But you have sort of those old feelings of like, I don't want to fucking, I don't want to deal with 
this. You know what I mean? Like we we can have just complete mayhem over the the um complete mayhem over the realm that my father just reigned over for uh, several decades. Um, yeah. Like why why mess all that piece up just because what so I can be the king or the queen? Like who cares? Um, which I get, and I get the other side of that argument too, but. Uh, I think that she was handling it perfectly well, and now she's going to have to handle it uh, in a much different light, which is going to be very intense and very crazy. I thought the look was great. The like, oh man, I just really fucked up look when when that dragon bit the other dragon in half. Oh yeah, there there was a very quick realization of uh, whoops. <laughs> um, I was this- interested though at how did they because they. They were clearly insinuating that Matt's, uh, Matt Smith was telling Rhaenyra, I don't know why I'm calling one by their real name and one not. Damon was calling Damon was telling Rhaenyra that about what happened in that last scene. How do I wonder how they knew so quickly? I, that's a great question. It's not like there's somebody with it's two people up there on dragons, you know? Yeah, there's just uh, like he's the dragon fell into the sea. And like, yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't know how word travels in those days. I mean, obviously I'm sure. Somebody tweeted it. Yes. Somebody, somebody uh, put something up on MySpace and was like, oh yeah. saw these dragons fighting up in the sky. It was kind of rainy, but who knows? Um, So yeah, I I think that that is, uh, it it was very quick. It felt like, but it is. It's going to be on. It stinks that this show is two years away. Well, well, like ironically, like 14 months away. But uh, it's, it's, I think it's very early 2024. I hope so, man. I hope uh, so. And just for like that, like there's that stuff, obviously. I also just wish like I'm going to miss being able to every Sunday night just like know that I have an excellent show coming on um, that I'm intrigued to watch. Like it stinks that it's not like, you know, six weeks from now, six months from now, the Jon Snow. Mm-hmm. I, like, I, I'm I'm so back in. Like, I'm excited for the Jon Snow spinoff. Like, look, give me that. Um, I don't care who's in it. Like, it could be everybody. It could be just Jon Snow and the red-haired guy running around in the in like the frost. Uh, and I'd think I'd I'd still be in. Like, I'm I'm back in, back in. Yeah, as as of a day ago, that show had still not been officially announced as moving forward. But I do think that development's taking place on it right now with the expectation that it will move forward. But uh, it will not be a 2023 show. So if you're if you're HBO, how could you not? It looks like we'll probably get my guess is we're going to get that after House of the Dragon season two. That's come on, man. Like I don't give. But, I don't oh. care about like I don't care about Succession. I don't care about these other shows. Succession's actually pretty good. Okay. I'll, I, although it, I'll tell you what, it's one of those shows where I'm like, it's pretty good, and I stopped watching it in the middle of a season and yeah. never went back to it. I never, I, like, I never got into Billions. I never got into the, so many of these different shows where, like, this is a show that's week to week that I could absolutely watch. Um, and if I, nothing I, else, it's, like, it's a bummer get, that it's gone. For sure, for sure it is. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, you're um, good. If nothing else, we potentially get a lot of Game of Thrones world in 2024. I, I hope so, man. I really hope so. I bet so you bit. we're looking at, probably looking at a, a spring and a fall. Oh, that'd be fantastic. 
And then absolutely fantastic. And then 2026. No, start filming quickly. Like, what are we doing? They well, now that they see how big a, a hit it is, it'll be it'll be on a regular schedule. There's no doubt about that. It was it. They did gigantic numbers. Uh, real quick prediction, and I'll I'll allow you to pass on this if you've heard anything from the the TikTok verse. Where do you think? Do you think the Starks fall with Rhaenyra, or do they go with? Uh, with the greens. I I haven't heard anything about this specifically, so I, I can give you a just my opinion. I think they fall with Renera. They're Me too. the Starks are just too loyal. They don't they don't break oaths. They it it, it it you know, Ned Stark's loyalty to Robert led to him getting his head cut off. Like yeah. That, that's well, that's and, just and logistically how it works. they have like somebody has to be on Renera's side in order yeah, for there to course. be any actual war. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, they have they have the dragons, but we just we saw like how many of those tiny little baby dragons are worth one of the giant dragon. You need a million. It seems like something along those lines. Well, twenty twenty four can't come soon enough. That's going to be it for this week's episode of You're Wrong and Here's Why for Greg Crone. I'm Chris Wardell. Thanks for listening, and we will see you back here next time.